Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the sunny city of Angels. Hope you are having a spectacular Monday. All right, the story of the day is Cam Newton, who is once again in the NFL, at least for now, with the New England Patriots. And um, I find uh, all parts of this story to be really, really interesting. All parts of this story to be really, really interesting. The first is, like, let's not misreport it. It's like a million dollars in change that could be worth up to $7.5 million. It essentially feels... 
to anyone paying attention like the Jameis Winston deal, which is brilliant if, one, you have a ton of money in the bank and you want to bet on yourself, and two, you realize that uh, you could be knighted. You could be knighted by the kingdom of Belichick. And as much as people want to say, hey, what has his assistance really gone out and done? Look around the NFL and there are Belichick guys everywhere. Obviously in Houston, but there are others in front offices. There are others in coaching staffs and there are plenty, plenty sprinkled around the league. And the questions about Cam are really, really simple. What is Cam Newton like in 2020? I've seen idiots go, you know, he saw this one play in 2013 and you're like, okay, that was seven years ago, several surgeries ago, several scarves ago for Cam Newton. Look, there's some weird parts about it, right? Like he is big on the post-game press conference and what he's wearing, but in, in many ways, so is Brady. The styles may be different, but the attention to detail is very much the same. Um, and, and I'm just interested by it. Like, look, th- this is the reason he wasn't in the league is the same reason Kaepernick wasn't in the league and the same reason lots of these starters fall out of the league. Are you willing to take pennies and to either fight for a starting spot or become a viable backup and rehabilitate your career? Th- that's really what it comes down to. It's truly that simple. And to people who say Cam Newton won't fit in the Patriots system, that's the beauty of the Patriots system. Is that they changed. Not just from season to season, but game to game. I mean, the easiest example of this and Patriot fans, and frankly, I think Colt fans know this as well. You go back a couple years ago when Tom Brady was suspended for the first four games of the season. Jimmy Garoppolo was the starting quarterback. He got hurt, and against the Houston Texans, Jacoby Brissett became the starting quarterback, and this was Brissett, third-round pick out of Mississippi State, and they ran basic high school, college, zone read look, option look, anything to protect him from getting back and reading a defense. The same can be true from from Cam Newton. Look, we all want Cam Newton to be what he was five years ago athletically. He's probably not. But that doesn't stop the Patriots from wanting to use him some that way. There are few, if any, running, throwing quarterbacks who have been as effective as the former league MVP. And it's a style that traditionally doesn't last. Now, the other big question is, and it goes back to his body, what does his throwing mechanics look like? Because he tried to change his mechanics after shoulder surgery to uh, below average results. But it's, it's really hard when you're 30 years old to relearn how to throw a football. But that's what he's been doing. And now he's got to learn an offense without being in meeting rooms, without having OTAs. We don't know when they'll get to get back into England and throw the football with teammates. And to people who think that Cam Newton is absolutely positively going to be the starting quarterback, this is Albert Breer on The Herd earlier today. 
I don't think they're going to hand the job to Cam Newton. That said, I think Cam's clearly the favorite for the job now. They're going to make him earn it. You know, they basically spent the entire offseason preparing Jared Stidham to be the starter. Now on the doorstep of training camp, they're giving him competition. They can continue to develop him. Maybe he wows you. If he doesn't, you've got a great answer for right now. And either way, you're throwing multiple darts at the dartboard. Don't forget, that's how the Seahawks found Russell Wilson. Right. Like pe- people forgot, people forgot that um, Matt Flynn was signed to a three-year deal, light on the money. They drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. Russell Wilson straight up beat him out. And Jared Stidham should have the upper hand because he knows the system, as opposed to Cam Newton, who's played in a couple of different systems, most recently North Turner's system in Carolina. But this, the, the jargon, the lingo, the depth of, uh, of playbook knowledge is going to be completely different. I, I understand that we're going to sit here and go, what, a former MVP? But look, there are lots of former MVPs in the National Football League. Matt Ryan is, not like he's going to lose his job. Lamar Jackson, I've told you, most people in the NFL just don't know how long that style lasts. And Cam Newton, who is the biggest, baddest, strongest dude to ever play that way, and his body broke down. No one knows what Cam Newton really looks like as a football player. Don't give me the highlight videos on Instagram. Don't give me what his people say or what he screams to his Instagram cameras. Bill Belichick is paying a million dollars to get a good look, to challenge his young quarterback. And if you think that a young unknown quarterback can't beat out a well-known, you know, borderline Hall of Fame starter, I give you the New England Patriots because that's what happened when Drew Bledsoe got benched when he came back. So Cam hasn't been healthy in a couple years, struggles to stay healthy, not really a fit for how the Patriots have played, although they can usually adjust to how they want to play. Stidham should have the upper hand because he knows the system. And a million dollars for a Cam Newton is a great chance to take a look. It costs you basically nothing to try him out. And if it hits, great. And if it doesn't, they move on. Do people remember that it wasn't just Antonio Brown, Albert Hainsworth, and others have been rehab projects to some success, Randy Moss, and others, and some failure, Albert Hainsworth. So if Cam Newton was right, if he's fully healthy, if he can throw a football, great, great. But can he learn a new system? Can he be accurate with his new throwing motion? Can he pick it up without OTAs? And does Jared Stidham have that ability to take his game to another level when he's challenged by somebody not just like Brian Hoyer, but also by Cam Newton? I'd agree. It's not a locked-up cinch. Anyway, well, I can't believe how little they paid him. You're worth what someone's willing to pay you. And the Patriots said, hey, man, if you win the job, you're a starter. You're going to make $7.5 million. You got play in the bank. You end up benefiting twice, twofold, threefold, becoming a free agent again next year. Makes total sense to me. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any Graduate Hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Raheem Morris joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Remember, he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, for a couple of seasons and uh, has been a part of the Falcons since 2015. Now their defensive coordinator joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Raheem, most importantly, how are you? Are you healthy? Doug, I'm doing great. Um, I've been able to get away, be with my family, um, being smart, safe, and social distancing, man, just trying to survive this thing like everybody else. What's this been like for you? For people who haven't didn't follow your career, you know, you finish up playing at Hofstra, you become a grad assistant from there, Cornell, Hofstra, and then off to the NFL, where you spent essentially your entire professional life. To actually have time this much time at home, what has it been like? <laughs> I don't know if it's been tough on me, but it's really been tough on my kids and probably my wife uh, for the most part, man. Having us around this much, they're not used to. Um, it's been a great offseason, though. I've been able to take advantage of it. Uh, been able to be around my kids as much as I have been able to, to enjoy their time and enjoy um, all the time out in the backyard with these guys and do some different things that we're not normally able to do at this time all of the year. Um, it's really been fun. Um, the extra family time has been great. Um, the, the way you find out how to get your work done now through the virtual world and between Microsoft Teams and Zoom and Teamworks and all the different apps that you have and um, ways you can get things done, I mean, it's been really um, productive offseason for the Falcons, um, and it's been really good for me personally. What what happened? You guys, um, it was about mid-year, and things were going poorly, and all of a sudden you guys decide, all right, we're going to do like a, a complete shuffle, right? Uh, offensive guys coaching defense, defensive guys coaching offense. Uh, obviously, because you had been the assistant head coach, your role starts to kind of evolve and adjust. What, what were those conversations like when you guys made the switch midseason last year? <laughs> uh, fortunately, because of our relationship, um, the relationship between my head coach, um, relationship with our general manager, our owners, um, um, the relationship between all of our other coaches, it made it sort of seamless. And I know that's hard to say when you got a guy uh, that had defensive background, moved to offense, and now in the middle of the season being asked to move back to defense. Um, Thanks for Jeff Ulbrich, um, Jerome Henderson, uh, Chad Walker, uh, Jeff Simpson, some of the guys that were there, Doug Mallory, and uh, I'm forgetting anybody, Lance Schultz, all the other guys that were there that made it seamless. Um, so we were able to go back over and to uh, put my input in, uh, along with Adam um, and all those other guys, and, and, and get the help that I was able to get. It made it somewhat easy for me to move and make the transition during the middle of the season um, because of those guys. It had nothing to do with uh, – with myself, it had more to do with uh, Dan Quinn and his vision and what he saw to get the different eyes on it, um, to get a different viewpoint. Um, it got us a 6-2 and two record. It got us another opportunity to go out in 2020 and take a crack at it, man. Yeah, it, it just seemed like new energy with the team. Is that fair? You know, uh, uh, from the outside looking in, you'd have to say that. Um, but from inside out, um, we didn't lose our energy. We just didn't get everything clicking the way we needed to get it clicked. We weren't playing complementary football the way we needed to do. Um, some of our head coach's visions were not coming out the way he saw them. Um, and when we got over that side of the ball, allowed him to focus on the team. It allowed myself, Jeff Ulbrich, um, and our guys to focus on the defense. 
It allowed Dirk Cutter um, and those guys to focus on the offense. It allowed a special teams coach to focus on the special teams. And it gave Dan Quinn a chance to really uh, pull it all together and allow us to play complimentary football together. Um, and the results showed. Um, it came out, and it was in good fashion. Um, and it was enough that our owner um, gave Quinn and myself and, and our staff another crack at it. How how much how hard is it? Like, look, I'm I'm from a, a family of of basketball coaches, and in, <laughs> in basketball they always say like, hey, toughest move ever is at 18 inches from assistant coach to head coach. I would challenge people and say, moving back that other 18 inches is is pretty tough. It's not just hard on you, but Dan Quinn, a guy you competed with in the in the division, right? Like, um, and, and competed with, you know, went back when he was in Seattle. How what is that move like? To have a guy who, at a very young age, you got to coach in that division, and now you have to take orders. Okay, you you offer great perspective because you've you, you've had that job before, so you understand all of that. Like, what what is what is that like for you specifically? The move to being an assistant coach in the same division where you were a head coach. You know, it was really good for me. Um, the opportunity to coach with Dan Quinn, I couldn't turn down. Um, he coached me in college. We coached together in college at Hofstra. Um, we had a long history. Um, so when I got a chance to go back, um, leaving the Redskins um, that year and go back to coach in the division um, that I was in, spent a lot of time in the NFC South, almost 15 years now, I believe. But um, it was fun. Um, I cherish the division. I love the division. I love being in it. I love the competitors without the division. Um, it's fun to be a part of. And having a chance to go coach with that guy at that time uh, was the right move for me. And uh, so getting a chance to go down there, I was fired up. I'm coming in the building, being a passing game coordinator, working alongside with Richard Smith. Uh, we had some success that year, finishing the season pretty good, going 8-8. Eight and eight. And then the next year, 2016, uh, moving over to offense and helping Cal Shanahan and some of those guys and Matt Ryan and coaching Julio Jones and uh, making a Super Bowl run. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it really has been. Raheem Morris joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, how, how odd is it to look up and see – Tom Brady as a quarterback of your now rival Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, it's really hard to uh, to see Tom playing in Tampa, uh, especially um, still having a home there, considering Tampa part of my home and my family's home. Um, it's really hard uh, to see uh, that guy go to that 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 system and see what they can do this year. Um, but you know, we're talking about a future Hall of Famer um, that we all respect, um, and you know, fortunately. Uh, I don't have to worry about time until about week 15 and 17 of the season. Um, he'll get, and he'll give me a good body of work for what I need to study and what I need to look at in order to have some success. Oh, and, and you know, I, I hate to point this out, but you're part of that, that Super Bowl team. I mean, the defense was magnificent for three quarters. Like, he looked bewildered, and the offense was was, was probably too good, obviously, with, with Kyle Shanahan, where you guys didn't want to take your, your foot off the pedal. Uh, it is, it's really interesting how life comes full circle. Um, Hey, um, what do you think about, of, of the Cam Newton signing? Oh man. You know, uh, Cam has always been a guy that really respected, uh, for a couple of things, his competitiveness and his toughness. Um, he's talking about a six, five guy, about two, almost 250 pounds who can run. Um, he's really, uh, brought a, a, a character to the Carolina Panthers, a, a certain demeanor to those guys for over the last couple of years that's been that's been outstanding. Um, to see him go to this right now, a free agency, um, not being able to get physical and do some of those things, um, you wish him nothing but but the best with the Patriots. Um, and I'm fired up for the young man to go somewhere else and start his new chapter. But 
Um, he certainly was a terror to game plan for. Uh, and, and fortunately enough, we don't have to deal with him for a long time either. Raheem, if we do, we'd be pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, Raheem Morris joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. There's been a lot of talk about the, the paucity, the lack of – uh, of blackhead coaches, you, you've gotten an opportunity, obviously only for a couple of years. I'm sure um, that those those other additional opportunities are waiting if you guys can get this thing rolling in at, at Atlanta. But as somebody who's been through it, right? Who's somebody? This is a life that you've actually lived, right? Taking jobs out of college, you know, going to Tampa at a very young age in your 20s and working your way up. How can there be more Raheem Morris's and? Uh, get more opportunities to coach at the highest level, not just head coach in the NFL, but but coordinator positions as well. You know, um, we had a summit, quarterback summit, um, about a week ago at this point that uh, Doug Williams and the Black Hall of, Hall of Fame threw, um, along with Troy Benson and, you know, um, Commissioner Cadell was there and a bunch of owners, a couple of owners were there and a bunch of people sitting around having these same discussions. And I think it's just a matter of time, um, you know, and, we're at the point now where we're shown and people have shown that they're certainly capable of taking these jobs and getting these jobs. Uh, for myself personally, I got the job at a very young age. I was 32 years old. I believe Doug, we're the same age. I think you're 44. I think I'm 44. And uh, 10 years ago, I was a different person. I was a different human. I was a different coach. Yeah. Um, and right now, the only thing that I can do for myself is to do the best job I can do as a defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons to put myself in those shoes again. And when it happens, I learned from a good friend of mine that there's a difference between being ready and prepared. And the next time this happens, I'll be prepared. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, Bill Belichick wasn't great his first time around. He seems to he seems to have been prepared the second time around. And you know, you got to be a little bit lucky. You got to get get healthy. Sometimes you got to have a lack of health in the division. Got to have the right owner, the right GM. Um, there's there's all different sorts of factors. If you were to, and I'm sure you discussed this with the commissioner and with Doug Williams, if you were to say, hey, Raheem. How can we make the Rooney Rule better? Because just just so you know, I actually like the Rooney Rule because, you know, the perfect example is you're coaching with Dan Quinn, who you played for in college. So much sports isn't like any other business. It's about relationships, right? But you have to establish that initial relationship, the initial conversation between GM and rising coach and give guys a, a seat at the table to show who they are if they're not in-house to, to where this coaching job is. So I like the idea of the Rooney Rule, but obviously it's not perfect. I'm not sure we can find a perfect way. If you were to make some addendums to it, what would it be? You know, I'm not sure if I would make any addendum. Um, I do think we wanted, we all wanted to be better. I do think um, providing opportunities to get people to sit in front of our owners and get, and get in front of the owners to interview for these jobs and the GMs and all these different types of people, um, I think it starts there. So getting in front of him to show that you're a strong communicator, you're a fundamental teacher, and also you have respect for the game, I think are the key qualities that we got to be able to show when we get those opportunities to sit in front of those people. And when those things happen, the more it happens, I think the more opportunities we'll get. Um, I look forward to the next opportunity, just like I know a bunch of other people do. Um, and when it happens, you have to ready to present yourself at the highest level. Raheem Morris, defense coordinator, Atlanta Falcons, joining us. All right, I want to talk a little football here. Okay, we talk. Uh, we, we talk with so many uh, other head coaches and assistant coaches about trends in the in the NFL. You have Lamar and what they're doing in Baltimore. I think the Chargers may do a little bit of that. We'll see what happens in in New England. Then you have in your division, you got Tampa, where you know Tom's a guy that always likes to get rid of it quick, going into a system where they want to throw the ball deep down the field. Um, 
how much different is you? You were the when you were the head coach of the Falcons. You were the I mean of the Buccaneers. You were the defensive coordinator as well as the head coach. How much different are our defenses now as opposed to going back five years ago? How, how much evolution has there been on the defensive side of the football? You know, with a bunch. Um, and for us, you always got to go out and you got to study people and what they're doing. And you got to get ready for those upcoming opponents. The beauty of the NFL is the parity. Um, it's the different versions of offense and defense and different divisions and how people work and how you build your team to win a division so you can compete at the highest level. So you got to get ready for those things. But I think ultimately, you know, when you go out and you're talking about coaching defense in this league, uh, you better be ready for everything. You better have an answer or you better have people around you that can give you some of those answers or help you get to those answers in order to be ready to be prepared uh, for the very best. Because that's what you're going to see every single week. And that's what we look forward to doing. It goes back to your identity. And what is your identity? What do you want to do? How do you want to affect the quarterback? How do you want to get the ball back? And how do you ultimately want to stop people from being able to run the football on you and win those rundown situations? That's, that's, that's how we want to look at it when we talk about a defense perspective. Raheem Morris joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You mentioned all the, the Zoom meetings, the, the Microsoft team meetings as well. Um, how, how do you prepare for a season when you don't have the – like how much more challenging is it? You know, uh, I don't want to go out and go to land and say we had the best virtual offseason of all time. I think, you know <laughs> – I think that gets thrown out a little bit too much. Yeah, I will say this: uh, we've taken advantage as a staff, um, as a as, as a as a building, um, from a player standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, from a scouting standpoint, at a high level. Um, our guys were attentive. Uh, we got a chance to enjoy some of them. We got a chance to meet different people. We got a chance to zoom people in. Um, we got a chance to be with other guys, uh, visiting coaches, to visiting players, to former players, to to, to current issues. Um, to, to be able to talk about it with our teams, um, give us a chance to bond and get closer, to slow down the lesson plans because you're not practicing, um, to get them out there. And ultimately, give them a chance to teach us back. And, and hopefully, when we get on the field, all those things show. Because um, that's the ultimate test. That's, that's, that's basically what it all boils down to. Um, what, what's You mentioned your time at home and how it, it, it can wear your wife out. It does give you a chance to sit down with your family and have some deep, meaningful discussions about what we're seeing across our country. What are your discussions like with your family? You know, it's been it's been pretty easy in my family. Um, talking about a mixed family here, you know, um, my children are going to grow up mixed. They're going to have to make decisions. We're going to be able to teach them. We have to first start in your home and deal with the social injustice and what's going on in your home and talk about it. Uh, be really clear. Make the message clear. It's about education. Uh, teaching them some of the great things that we're able to do. Some of the great things that have already been done. Um, the lesson started a long time ago in my home in 1929 when my grandmother was born, and she was a strong black woman back then and became a, a teacher and supported her family. And that left us all with no excuses. And that's the general theme in my household is there's no excuses ever going to be laid out there for anyone. We're all going to go out there and we're going to give our best effort at it at all times. Raheem, man, congrats on getting the D.C. job. I know you and Dan have a great relationship. Can't wait to see your team when you finally get back on the field. Take care of that family, and thank you so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. No problem, Doug. Many times. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I saw this story, and I thought, it's one of those that on the surface, you're trying to do the right thing. Right. But this is a lot like LeBron James's barbershop show. Right. Here's a story from Gabriel Fernandez. 
As a result of an agreement between the NBA and the NBA PA, that's Player Association, players participating in the upcoming season restart will be allowed to replace the last name on the back of their jerseys with a statement on social justice. Uh, Sham Sharania of The Athletic reported this news late Saturday night. Another report, for, report from Brad Turner points out that the move is being done in conjunction with Nike, who serves as the athletic wear sponsor of the NBA. In recent years, the NBA and its players have been quick to adopt relevant aesthetics in the face of social injustice around the country being in the national consciousness, particularly to black Americans. Following the death of Eric Garner, of course, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kyrie Irving all wear I can't breathe shirts. That's Garner's uh, final words. Players have also been vocal in the recent deaths of both George of George Floyd, Breonna uh, Taylor and Ahmaud uh, Aubrey. Arbery. That's uh, that that one. I just that's a hard one. I mean, they're all awful to watch and terrible stories. Nike has pushed to attach anti-racism message to its advertising, creating a commercial that encourages viewers not to ignore the problem of systematic racism in America in the wake of George Floyd's death. While NBA teams can have multiple iterations of their jerseys for the season, the nameplate is often left untouched. Okay. So what they're saying is like, hey, if you want to have Breonna Taylor's name on the back of your jersey, you can. That's a good thing. It's an absolute tragedy what happened to that young woman in Louisville, right? She was in a house. They had a no-knock warrant. They bust in, and she gets shot. And to this point, I don't believe the officers have been charged, right? Um, We've all seen the George Floyd murder. And uh, that, that police officer will get his day in court. But that's obviously kind of the tipping point in so many of these these protests. But here's the thing. This is really important. And we're going to put this out on social media, and that's great. Okay? Because I, I want you to take a breath and understand what this means. Okay? No one is pro-racism. Okay? You, you can tell me that the... That the... the, the KKK is and but come on, man, that's a very small minority of people. It's not give them the time of day or think that they're involved in this discussion. Ninety nine, I would say, point five percent of Americans are anti white supremacist KKK. I would hope I can tell you that I assuredly am. Everyone I know is white, black, Hispanic. Asian doesn't really matter. So they don't actually get a, 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 a part of this discussion because what I'm going to say would lead you to believe that they could, but they can't because what they do is hate speech. They should be labeled a terrorist group very simply. Why they haven't yet, I don't understand. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me in very simple words. I'm not smart enough apparently to understand how hate speech is allowed. Now, they've always been allowed to demonstrate I, th- I do believe that while it's constitutionally allowed, I think it would be different if, if they're a terrorist group, would they be constitutionally allowed or protected by police officers? I don't know. But the, the only difference now is that small marches and demonstrations are made to seem bigger because of social media. It's one of the, one of the downsides of social media. It's not. It's a very, very small, I believe, I believe, minority of people. But to the rest of the world, 
Okay, there's 325 million people, let's say to the 320 sensible, reasonable people who just want their kids to grow up in a safer, better place. What, what, what do we deem to be a social justice message? Because the way that free speech actually works is you're allowed to say, I want social justice reform and I want those cops charged. But if you're putting messages that are on one side, like, okay, are you allowed to put Trump 2020 on the back of your jersey? Now, I wouldn't because not only do I not support some of his policies, I don't support many of the things that he has said and almost all of the things that he has tweeted. Right? But I can tell you, that 60 million people did vote for him. And not every human being that voted for him is a racist. And some black people did vote for him, not huge, strong numbers. And there was a, there was, uh, I believe some, a recent piece of legislature that just passed. Now, I don't know how strong it is. I haven't, I don't do that for a living in terms of looking at the reform, the social justice reform that was passed. The problem becomes if you say, all right, you can put whatever you want on the back of your jersey, right? You you're gonna you're gonna end up not actually offering up free speech. You should be anti-racism. You should be anti-death of any human being that doesn't need to die in the streets, right? We should be pro-education, pro-jobs, pro, you know, pro-working together. But I think you have to offer up the possibility that your search for social justice, right, your search for social justice from your perspective is the only way, but that's not actually the way it works. That's not how it works. Like, I I live in a highly Republican area. Are there some people that I don't agree with many of the things they say? Of course there are. But you know what? As long as it doesn't infringe upon the rights of everybody else, they are very much allowed to say it. That's the way it works. And are we going to do that with the back of the NBA jerseys? And we can sit there and go like, well, none of those guys think that. I don't know if none of them think it. I don't know. I would guess no one's going to put anything pro-Trump, pro-right, or center-right sort of messages. Of course, of course they wouldn't. That can hurt the league on some level. It becomes an echo chamber, which is the, the biggest issue I have with LeBron James's barbershop show. It's shot cool. There's some funny stories. There's some interesting perspectives, but there is no counter perspective. Right? There is no counter. Like, and look, this has nothing to do with social justice. But when LeBron James on the shop says, that's when I knew I was the greatest player of all time when I came back to beat, when we came back against the Warriors down three games to one. There was nobody who's ever sat in that shop that was like, come on, man, Mike's better than you. Or Mike never lost. Mike never lost. Instead, it's like, yeah, LeBron, you're the greatest. Yeah, yeah, that was great. No one's disputing that it was great. 
that it was a Herculean effort. And there are many people who would agree with that LeBron James not only is the greatest, but that was the greatest comeback in the history of sport. I'm okay if you want to argue those points. That doesn't mean I have to agree with you. And I have a different perspective for you. A different perspective for you. So I get what the Players Association wants to do, but there actually has to be at least an option there to have some form of your own opinion. You can't just have echo chambers, you know? Yes, you want justice for Breonna Taylor. She, By all accounts, she wasn't anyone doing anything wrong. You don't ever want to have happened whatever happened to George Floyd in that street in Minneapolis, right? There's two different, um, uh, not obituaries, what do they call when they, when they examine the body? Two different, two different autopsies. I don't, I mean, ultimately in the court of law, it'll say what the actual, try to determine what he actually died from. But the fact that the cop's sitting on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's not how we treat other human beings. And, you know, you've seen some policy changes. And obviously, cops are going to get rid of the chokehold. And you don't sit and stand on somebody's carotid artery on their neck. There are other ways to police people. But not every form of, like, I don't agree with some of these statues that are trying to be toppled or have been toppled. And even if I agree with them being toppled, there is a process that we should be able to go through. We got an election coming up, don't we? <laughs> get a petition, get it on the ballot, vote, and most people go, you know what, it's out. I, I, I don't know why the rebel flag, the Confederate flag was part of Mississippi state flag, and I'm really happy that it's off the flag. But I, I also, part of me is like, they, it did go through the state and through the house. It went through the proper channels. You didn't have people just, you know, burning flags and bringing them down. And obviously it was because of all the political pressure. And I just, I can't believe it took him this long to do so. Those are the processes which you should go through. But the point is that whatever your social justice reform, whatever your message you want on the back of the jersey, the NBA is either going to simply put out all the messages from Black Lives Matter and that movement, and there are some that question the leadership and what the ultimate goal of that movement is. Because if you just look at it on the surface of the statement, Black Lives Matter, of course I agree. Black Lives absolutely matter. Now, what are we going to do about it? But if you're going to put statements on the back of your jersey, is any statement okay? Obviously, you don't want to do what John Morant did. He apologized for it. But is somebody allowed to put uh, anyone, you know, like if you're a Ben Shapiro guy, if you're a Trump guy, you know, if you're a, a whoever, whoever a leader is of any sort of movement, are you allowed to do that? You know, you can't curate it like it's a Twitter timeline. Can't do that. And that's not actually the way that free speech works where you're like, hey, this is how I want it to be done. Okay. I have another idea. Let's talk about it. But but I fear 
what takes place. End of the day, does it really matter? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but I, I, I just think that the NBA, in an effort to show free speech and a willingness for an, uh, allowing players to speak their mind, to feel more a part of the process of social change, which they should, I do think that they're not actually doing that because there are plenty of names, sayings, groups, organizations that you can never put on the back of a jersey, even though they're completely legal. They don't terrorize others. They don't infringe upon the rights of any other human being. It's just we're supposed to be a country where you do are offered free thought, right, left, center, Republican, libertarian, whatever else, Green Party, whatever you, you want. Now, are you allowed to write there is no God in the back of your jersey? What what if you put praise be to Allah, which that's just praise be to God if you're a Muslim. We allowed to do that? People would be uncomfortable with it. It's free speech. It's not infringing upon others. Right? Like, oh, I didn't think I didn't think of it that way. That's kind of the way it works. You know? What if somebody puts free Hong Kong on the back of a Nike made jersey? That's social justice. It's not social justice in our country. It's social justice in the world. Are you allowed to put it on the back of your jersey? Right? That that has nothing to do with Donald Trump. So I, this is one of those, it's the, the law of unintended consequences. The intended consequence is to allow players to speak their mind because the fear is from many players that when you're in the bubble, nobody ever hears you, nobody ever sees you, you can't be a part of these marches, you can't be a part of the change that you want in your own communities. But are we going to limit the free speech of said players in the back of their jerseys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Robbie Gould knows this. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee. Did you know any of those lines? Goonies. Have you seen Goonies, Robbie? Absolutely. Okay. It was the Fratellis, right? And they were driving a, they were driving a Jeep and it had the bullet holes and Chunk saw them. And, and 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 then I'm not making this one up that time. Goonies is an all-time <laughs> classic, is it not? No doubt. You know what? Here's the thing. I got three kids, six, four, and 21 months. We have Disney Plus on our TV nonstop. Yes. Kind of crazy. But um, that is one thing I can tell you. It's kind of unique to watch these guys either sing the soundtracks or – uh, even them quoting the movies, it's pretty fun. Yeah, my kids my kids are now, I have twin 14-year-olds and an 11-year-old, and they've never actually seen the bad parts of Lion King because back when they were little, it was on the DVD, and we just skip over the part where, you know, the Uncle Scar sets up his brother and blames it on the son, right? We're like, yeah, <laughs> let's just skip over that one and get to Hakuna Matata, shall we? <laughs> they don't even know it exists. Smart move. Smart move. Uh, Robbie Gold joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. What, what's this? I mean, obviously, off seasons for kickers um, aren't nearly as arduous as, as some position guys, but to have this much of an off season, this much time at home, what's it been like for you? It's been awesome. Obviously, this is my second year in a row. Last year it was because of uh, the franchise holdout, uh, franchise tag. So for me, I I, I was it's kind of interesting because I, I had already known what I was going to do. I'd already had my plan put in place. Uh, before COVID had hit. So the uh, 
the workouts, the training, virtual, all that kind of stuff, that never really dissipated at all. What was difficult here in Illinois is that you couldn't go to like a park and you wanted to respect the rules of, you know, social distancing and keeping out of public places and things like that. So finally, I had my kids outside with their arms together, kicking it through the uprights in my backyard. So um, that was a little challenging. But uh, other than that, it's been awesome to be home. Obviously, I've spent four the last four years away from my kids a good portion of the year. So to be able to spend that extra family time has been awesome. It's definitely been chaotic, but um, it's definitely fun to be able to be home. Well, you listen, you, honestly, I know you have little ones or whatever, but none of us are really that sympathetic because you didn't have three in school, right? Like you had three in school, you know, doing their school on Zoom, and you become essentially the de facto teacher. Like, you know, call me when you have to be the teacher, the, the homeschool teacher, as well as the – all right, so one – give me the, the, the one thing that you never would have thought that you ever would be doing – that you did during quarantine? You know, it's great. I, I married, um, my wife was a former teacher. So like she did most of the schooling. I would sit here and help if my kids were doing it at the same time because they did different Zoom links. Um, what was interesting is when we got into the off season program, I was literally sitting next to my kids. I was having meetings and they were doing schooling. So it was like the three of us <laughs> in, you know, online education classes, which is kind of unique, but um, I think, you know, for us, it was in the beginning, it was just trying to find some sort of schedule and boundaries to um, what they needed. Um, you know, obviously, they're upset because they couldn't be around their, their classmates. But I think once they kind of get in their routine, it made everything a little bit easier. Um, listen, we were doing anything from baking cookies to have them follow directions, making muffins. To, they were working out um, with me so that they got their gym class in. I mean, we tried to make it as normal as possible, but obviously, you know, um, things are around are unprecedented, truthfully. And it's, you know, it's great to see everyone over the last couple of months come together as a nation and, and do something really special um, to help everybody out. Robbie Gould joining us. Uh, by the way, he's got a web series called Kicking It with Robbie. Robbie talks uh, with a variety of friends, personalities in the sports industries and beyond. I know you launched it during quarantine. Y- your personal story is a really, really interesting one, right? Grew up in Pennsylvania. You walk on at Penn State. Um, obviously now, because of what we learned before you played there, what happened at Penn State, people look at Penn State football very, very differently than how I, I think I looked at it, right? Like that was in my early days of, of covering collegiate sports and playing college sports. I had friends that played basketball there as well. Back when they went to the Sweet 16, my boy Joe Crispin and his brother John. Um, what... what 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 is your last memory of playing football for Joe Paterno at Penn State? Well, I'll back up just a little bit. You know, I wasn't even supposed to come into training camp my freshman year. I was supposed to try to potentially come in when the school year started or try to gray shirt. Uh, I got a call a couple weeks before training camp to come in and compete for the job. Um, and then two or three games into my freshman season, I was kicking in, in collegiate sports. So it was a little bit of a whirlwind for me. I mean, you know, I feel really bad for the victims. I feel that it's terrible that it happened um, and that anybody has to go through any of that. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's a great institution. Um, you know, you would hope that there would be things, processes put in place um, to manage and maintain those. Um, you know, I had a great experience playing there. We weren't very good when I was there, but I grew up 35 minutes from there. My family got to watch all my games. Um, and it felt right at home for me. So for me, I had an amazing experience. Um, and you know, uh, I want to point out that the second you left, they got good again. 
I just I don't know how many people know that, but you guys yeah. were four and seven, and then the second you leave, eleven and one. Orange and, Bowl, yeah, yeah it beat Orange, Orange Bowl. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I know that there was some that the recruiting picked back up and it 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 changed uh, the level of dudes out there, but there is a bit of a correlation. Robbie Gould goes on, and and Penn State. So you get you get done, okay? You go from being a walk on to being a really good kicker. Um, then what happened? I, I went to New England as an undrafted free agent, and truly that is what catapulted my career into a completely different atmosphere. I mean, I was literally learning from the – they're coming off the Super Bowl. Uh, they had just beat the Carolina Panthers in Houston, and I was learning from Bill Belichick. I was learning from Adam Vinatieri, Monty Paxton, Josh Miller, Brad Sue's one of the best special teams coaches in, in all of NFL history. Um, and then – you know, you just got to see that winning at one Super Bowl. Now, granted, I think this was probably their third. Um, that it wasn't enough. Whatever he did last year wasn't good enough. And Bill, uh, he made it very known that he didn't care how much money he made and didn't care what your college accomplishments were. He didn't care that you were an All Pro the year before. Everyone had a job to do and needed to start over. Um, and then just the attention to details. I mean, I was able to learn so much about football in situations and um, you know, that really helped me uh, catapult my career to see the NFL in a completely different light. Um, then I get cut for Adam Vinatieri, which obviously is a hall of famer. So sure. I knew that was coming. Um, went to the practice squad for a couple of weeks with Baltimore. And then I got signed by the Chicago bears after being cut there and um, was in Chicago for 11 years. And uh, hold on, though, hold on, dude. You're you're skipping over. Didn't you have a construction job in between? Like, didn't you like, hey, this might not be for me. I got to make some money. And you went. Didn't you have a construction job after the? So I work. Yeah, I work construction for a buddy of mine in the summers back in college and high school. And uh, I needed a job, but I couldn't like go tell an employer, hey, like let me start working, but I might leave in a week. So um, my buddy who had a construction company in my hometown, uh, needed some extra set of hands. So, um, I ended up helping him out. Um, and I was able to leave. I was actually doing some field work and I was ended up moving into the office to do some stuff because I have a business management background. And I got a call from the bears and I hung up on them three times. Cause like, how do they know where my employer is? Like, like you don't put that on any application or your agent doesn't truly know a whole lot. Um, you know what that's like? That's that. like, uh, like that's that's like in uh, remember Major League, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, you know, hey, what do you think about managing the big club? I don't know, Charlie. I got a guy in the other line about some white walls. I get back to you, right? That's you, Robbie. Yeah. Like Robbie, this I mean, is the Chicago Bears. We'd like you to try to be a kicker. Uh, you know, listen, yeah. we 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 got to get this forklift out to this job site, and I'm not wearing the proper. Uh, dockers here so can i call you can i call you call you but you you hung up I on literally hung, i didn't even give them the chance they're like this is the chicago bears i'm like yeah funny huh and i hung up on them like i didn't even give them a chance to tell me what they were trying to do because like why would anybody be calling me from my construction job who only my parents my agent like my agent has my cell phone number so my cell phone had never rang so my agent would call me like hey the bears so finally they, the Bears called my agent, which I have no idea how they got the construction number. Um, and he's, they're like, hey, you need to get on a plane. I was like, yeah, sure. Tell me what time. So I was on a plane at like 7 o'clock, landing in Chicago for a tryout with um, you know a handful of other guys. And next thing you know, I was kicking in Cleveland that Sunday. It was pretty wild. Friday to Sunday was an absolute whirlwind. Why? And I know you made Pro Bowls and uh, obviously you got a chance to you know kick in a Super Bowl. Um, 
why has is there such a connection with Bear fans and you, right? Like, I've just give me your own sense. I mean, I know you still live there and you had a lot of success there, and they have they've struggled. They had the double doink, obviously, and they've they've struggled since you left. But why? Because you're kind of like kicker god there. Like what Vinatieri is in New England, you're that guy in Chicago. Why do you think that is? I just think that there's a level of respect that I have for this city and that the fans have for me. And that will never go away. I have a love for this place. And it's not anything against the 49ers, nothing against the Giants. Because I've made the playoffs with both of them. I played in the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Like, I have nothing against those teams, nothing against those fan bases. Like, I'm the all-time leading scorer in Chicago Bears history. And, like, my wife's from here. My kids grew up here. They're going to stay here. Like, and I think that resonates with them, you know. And I do a lot to give back into the community. Um, my wife and I, you know, make it that our kids need to learn um, to help each other out and to, to give back to others and, you know, be a part of the community in a different way. And I just think that that resonates with everybody. And I think all the fans here know how much I love them. And, um, you know, the, truly that's never going to go away. And one day when I'm done playing, I'm going to retire Chicago Bear. And um, whatever happens between now and, and when that retirement time comes, uh, obviously we're still trying to write a resume. And uh, Chicago will always be where my heart is. Did you, did you think you had him in the Super Bowl this year? You know, it's interesting. Um, we had a great team. Uh, we had played really well all year long, even amongst games against Atlanta, where I think we had a six or seven, eight starters out, your Pro Bowl players, um, and, you know, came down to the wire. And I think that those are games that we needed as a team to – kind of catapult us into the final game against Seattle, making that same exact play, not making the same mistakes. Um, you know, I thought we had a great chance against a great team, and I thought, you know, it was going to be a shootout, which it came down to be. And um, it's going to sting for a while. You know, we had, I've watched it the other night again for like the fourth or fifth time, and, you know, we didn't punt until the fourth quarter, like nine-minute mark. And I didn't really realize that at the time. Um, but we had played pretty efficiently throughout the game. Um, we just didn't make enough plays down the stretch and they made the plays that they needed to get back in the game and go ahead. And, you know, we didn't capitalize on some of our opportunities, but I also know that it's a very young team with a young core with a lot of upside. Um, and we're going to have to work even harder to get back because it's not like we're taking anybody by surprise this year. Everyone knows that we're a good football team. And, um, I think John and Kyle and the York family did a great job of, being patient to put a team together. And for me, that's been fun to, you know, as an older player, like you want to win right away. Like the only thing I want to do that I have left to do on my resume is win a Super Bowl. Right. And I've played into and I've lost into, but I also think there's something too, as a, as a fan of watching and being a part of football and seeing how they're, I would love to be in the organization, in an organization in some capacity, but I think it's unique to watch how they built the team and how they structured their contracts and how they did things and the process that they went through. I mean, to get to where you were, I think my first year we were, we won one game in the first 10 games, nine games, ended up six and 10 to now being 13 and three and playing in the Super Bowl. Um, it talks a lot about the patience they have, but also what, you know, the, the, I say the, the strength they had to believe in John and Kyle's plan. Um, and, you know, hopefully this year we can take it back to the Super Bowl and win it. All right. Uh, kind of quickly, kicking with Robbie's your new web series, uh, the most, 
the most enjoyable. It doesn't have to be the biggest name. The most enjoyable uh, interview with a with a friend or a sports personality or somebody that you had so far in your web series. You know, it's funny. I started this web series because I, I want to get into broadcasting down the road. And I thought there was no better time to start something to give people like hope and conversations around success, motivation, talking about home run. Like Joe Carter told me about his home run he hit in the World Series. I mean, that's as a kicker, that's like the end all be all for me. Like I would love for it to have come down to a game winner and make it. Um, but I'm learning so much from so many people um, that every single one of them, because most of them are my friends, have been a lot of fun. We've, we've done Mark Rolfing. We've done Lisa Salters. We uh, just did an interview with Sarah Spain. Um, we did Mike McGlinchey, who's a teammate of mine. Uh, we did Ryan Dempster, who's I, know, I love watching. So, I mean, listen, like all of them are different, and everyone has a different story, so it's unique for me to be able to do these and learn. I think one of the biggest things I've learned from American Century and networking and going to events is that the more I listen, the more I learn. And this is just something for me to develop a new skill and, and have some fun. And um, Ryan Dempster's Robbie Gold gaming field goal is unbelievable. Um, people got to check that out. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, by it's the very, way, very, next time you talk, good. next time you talk to Demps, ask him how he got his original break in broadcasting. And if he's honest, he will mention my name. We used to do a show called Game Night. It was like a six-hour radio show. We'd bring uh, a ball player in every year for the playoffs in the World Series. Demps was going through Tommy John surgery. He was a member yep. of the Cincinnati Reds. And he spent like a month in Bristol. And we hung out together. He taught me a ton about baseball. We talked about broadcasting. And I don't want to take all the credit, but a good good portion of the credit was is all that I ever ever want. Robbie, it's great stuff, dude. Thanks for catching up with us. Let's talk soon and and, uh, and get back to being Mr. Mom. Uh, I appreciate that. Have fun. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are, wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Then you have these stories of two players, two Major League Baseball players opting out of playing this season. Um, the, the biggest name and most known is Ryan Zimmerman. Joe Ross also going to opt out of the 2020 season. For personal health and safety, safety of the players and of loved ones, Zimmerman's 35 years old. He was the Washington Nationals' first ever draft pick when they moved out of Montreal. He's played for the team every uh Every year since making his debut, September 1st, 2005. He's obviously faded here later in his career. They just won a World Series. Uh, The team decided to opt out of their deal, which gave him a $2 million payout, and then they gave him a $2 million contract. So he's got plenty of money, and he's choosing not to play. And he says, quote, Everyone knows how much it means for me to be part of a team. 
I will miss the camaraderie dearly this year. Of course, I'd love to pursue back-to-back titles. I cannot speak for anyone else, but given the unusual nature of the season, it's the best decision for me and my family. I truly appreciate the organization's understanding and support. To be clear, I'm not retiring. I've not decided my future in baseball past 2020, but this year I'll be staying safe at home and pulling as hard as anyone for the guys to defend their champion championship. Uh, Joe Ross also uh, on that team last year was 27 years old, four and four with a 5.38 ERA. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I get that Zimmerman's mom has multiple sclerosis and he's got little kids, but I, I don't, I mean, I look, I'm fully respectful and frankly, a little bit fearful. My mom's in her seventies. We went over there yesterday. We you know, do the best we can. You know, we've only been over to her house four times or so, five times or so. I've only been in the house, I think two times. Since since quarantine, uh, I'm not not sure I get it. Ramos, can you? I mean, look, you're, we're supposed to do the same. Well, he's talking about his family and health. We don't, but why is Ryan Zimmerman at 35 years old somehow at risk? I get that his mom's at risk, but why is he at risk? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, unless he is coming home to them every day, I assume, or they're with him, uh, and I assume if he did get it, he would quarantine himself. I don't know. It is a it's fine 70 line. 70 days plus yeah. training camp. Right? And you'd signed up to play Major League Baseball anyway, which is 162 games plus training camp. Granted, there's time at home, and I, I understand. I, there's just, I don't, I don't really understand. Gavin, am I being callous? I mean, you've had some health issues. Am I being too callous going like, somebody's got to give me a better... Like, are you just fried by baseball? Are you really scared that you're going to get sick? Is your Does your mom live at home with you? I would think, you know, like, look, I don't want to get into anybody else's money, but you mean to tell me that he couldn't get her a really nice place? Yeah. And, and for the, like six months, he's got a lot of money. He was making yeah. like $16, 17000000 million last year. And, and you're 35 and you just won the World Series, and I don't get why he doesn't just retire. That's what's confusing to me. Unless he really thinks he has that much left and wants to do a, you know. Yeah, but I, I would I would say that if you're, if you think, if if you're worried about how much you have left in the tank, I could be wrong, but wouldn't aren't you better off playing 60 and 70 days than trying to play the 162? You would think. Byer, where, where are you on this? You're a big, I mean, you like me, big baseball guy. Obviously, you're a Brewers fan. Doesn't hurt the Brewers, but. <laughs> sure. Um, I actually have no problem with it. And if he doesn't, you know, if if it's, you know, a family situation, he says he was worried about not being able to see his mom for months. Uh, I, I can get that. Um, maybe, you know, money obviously doesn't matter to Ryan Zimmerman, so there's no need to, you know, just play games for money. So I actually don't have a problem with it. And, I mean, if, if he got injured in the 60 games, then there's no, well, we don't know if there's going to be well, a but, 2021. But I, I guess but. here's the question, okay? So does that mean that he's going to quarantine and only, and his kids are still going to quarantine? They're not going to go out and mix and mingle with their friends so that they, he can still go over and see his, his, his mom? Maybe. Maybe just try not to do it as much. I just, I don't think that he wants to travel around and go to different places and possibly be exposed at all these different spots. I know, but it's so. not, it's not like you're, I think it's different, you know, from from the amount of travel that you may have than to just kind of trying to take yourself out of your, you know, normal daily stuff. 
So, I mean, I think that we all know that there's some sort of risk. Oh, it's there's, just, there's yeah. listen, I, I, again, I'm in between the, uh, you know, I, I think there's legitimate risk, especially if your mom is older or close to senior citizen and she has MS. That, that, that's an le- absolute legitimate thing. But my, my point has, has always been, okay, one, Zimmerman, there, you can't, can't find a study that says a 35-year-old professional athlete is at so, any sort of substantial risk. You just can't. I, I know Rudy Gobert supposedly still can't taste stuff, um, but I, you know, that, like that's the worst case we've seen of a professional athlete in terms of his, his recovery. So it's not him. As for kids, kids aren't getting sick. They may carry it, but they're not being symptomatic. They're asymptomatic. It doesn't seem to affect them. Okay, so now what's left? Now you're talking about his mom, and my my point is that. I, if you're going to self-quarantine and go over and see your mom, great. If your kids are going to self-quarantine and then go and see his mom, great. But the likelihood is it's in the summer. You're going to be outside. I just feel like people are using their family thing. And because we're told, you know, you're not supposed to question somebody's family. When it sounds like bold to me, you know, the, 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 the world is open. The world is open. And if you want, like Avery Bradley, if you really want to do it for social change, don't throw your family out there under the bus. Have a six minute, like, it's not that long a deal. It's not that long a deal. And would it, would it suck to, to not see your kids for a substantial portion of time? I guess potentially. First thing is, again, there, there aren't, it, everyone's telling us the kids aren't getting sick. They could be carriers. There, there's some studies that say they don't even spread it, but whatever. Kids aren't getting sick, so you can still go see your kids. Kids are still going to be getting out and playing. You're not keeping your kids inside all summer. I just, if if there's another reason, tell us the other reason. He didn't like the bubble. Uh, he didn't, or the, the lack of bubble, I should say. You know, when you compare it to the NBA sure. or you compare it to the NHL, he didn't really believe in Major League Baseball's plan. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Like, I, I actually, had he gone out on top, that would have made sense, right? Like, you're the first ever draft pick of the Nationals. They win the World Series. They don't pick up your team option. They give you $2 million. You're like, All right, I'm good. I'm good. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.